This is Generation Justice, a multimedia project training youth to harness the power of media. I'm Jonathan Alonzo. And I'm Kateri Zuni. Tonight, we rejoined the State of Resilience campaign to showcase the voices of New Mexicans who show resiliency in their homes, organizations, and communities. We'll hear about resiliency in our communities, deeply touching stories of resilience within the lives of New Mexicans, and important messages to policymakers. Before we begin, we'll hear a song that reminds us of resilience and redemption. Here is Bob Marley's Redemption Song. New Mexico has a rich history marked by times of hardship and colonization, and New Mexicans have always had to be flexible and creative in order to make it through those hardships. We join these next voices to hear the power of resiliency that moves us forward in times of hardship, that makes us work harder and that drives us to protect our traditions. We'll hear from Kathy McGill, the founder and director of the New Mexico Black History Organizing Committee, Abbas Akil of the Islamic Center of New Mexico, Dolores Royball, executive director of the Colon Alma Health Foundation, and Kenna Hinojos of Tewa Women United. Resiliency to me means in spite of and because of, I will bounce back, I will thrive, I will do more than just survive. You become undeniable. And, and that's a word that, that I adopted in this political climate. Because people are like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? You know, the world is ending, it's the apocalypse. And although it feels like that sometimes, you have to say that no matter what, it comes down to my individual responsibility. And I'm going to be the best that I can be in this situation. If I have, you know, a book in me that needs to get written, I'm going to work on being 100% productive at doing what I am purposed here to do. So living an on-purpose life is, is, is so very important for us to be able to thrive during these times and to really just be undeniable. Resiliency would be the ability to recover um, from whatever stress has happened or event has happened. For us, that again translates to the current environment. If something bad were to happen within the community, how does my community bounce back? Within the Muslim community, we have a system where we are required to donate 2.5% of our, of our savings every year. Uh, and of course, people give more than that, but that is the bare minimum. And that is set aside purely for social, societal needs. And those are the kind of programs I think that the faith communities need to focus on to say this is how we will at least take care of a portion of our community around us so that we can 
but not eradicate, but at least lessen the effects of poverty. For people that are having challenges, I believe that there are a number of opportunities that can be provided. Love does trump hate. And I, I do believe that we have a lot of people in New Mexico, in the country, uh, around the world that have those kinds of values in terms of compassion and caring and community spirit. If we provide the environment to people in communities and strengthen those kinds of bonds, that there's always you know, hope and there's always help. And I think that there's both traditional and non-traditional. From the role of a funder in terms of supporting and advocating for underserved populations, for LGBT, for people of color, for rural communities, for increasing infrastructure and you know basic uh, resources and basic needs. I mean, I happen to feel that health is a is a right, and I think changing some of those systems, changing some of the allocation of resources, and that's one of the definitions of equity and how it's different than equality, is that we need to kind of balance and, and level the playing field. Resilience to me is watching my children interact with our community as they take part in traditional ceremonies. Resilience is my daughter asking me one morning why we were praying and remembering myself that same age talking with my dad and then hearing his whispers. And they explain to my daughter why we are doing this. It's telling our stories as indigenous people. Moving forward, no matter what obstacles have come our way, um, acknowledging the sacrifices that our ancestors have made to have us be here today. Resilience is our native culture that keeps us strong as people and connected to the natural world and Mother Earth. You just heard from Kathy McGill, Abbas Akil, Dolores Roy Ball, and Kenna Hinojos. Thank you to each of you for joining us in celebrating what it means to be resilient. I'm both inspired and motivated by the words you each shared, whether talking about being undeniable in our life's work, or the sacredness of prayer and resilience or the supportive community, or even just the difference between equity and equality. I'll keep your words with me for a long time to come. Thank you. We'll now hear a song with an undeniable beat. Here's Santi Gold with Unstoppable.
beautiful stories of New Mexicans coming together to help support each other as we overcome struggle are so important to the picture of resilience in New Mexico. But during this process, we have heard so many personal stories of resilience. Stories where New Mexicans have experienced loss, addiction, and even war. To tell these stories, here are Abe Gordon of Inside Out, Dr. Satya Rao, a professor at NMSU, Department of Public Health, Glennis Carl of ComingHomeConnection.org, Zane Stevens, co-director of the Transgender Resource Center of New Mexico, and Atilano Bernardo David, a World War II veteran and survivor of the Bataan Death March. My name is Abe Gordon, and I am from Ojo Caliente. That's where I'm living now, anyways. I work at Inside Out, which is a peer-run wellness center here in Española. We work with other uh, other nonprofits and other uh, establishments to help provide um, support and encouragement, whatever that might look like. Mostly, we utilize our experience to help um, inspire and encourage to others to uh, to do the same. You know, to be able to move through because for many years um, you know I was down and out homeless heroin addict last time I went to jail I was was, uh, looking at 42 years in prison and was given an opportunity to go to a program and from there started fighting for my life all with uh, by peer support you know and um, and learned uh, how to be resilient and how to not give up on myself and not to give up on others. For somebody like me to give back to my community after I've taken so much and so much and so much and terrorized my community and the people in it, and you know, I got to, uh, I got to do it. That's what fills that void inside of me. You know, is doing this work and being available for somebody else and and using all that I have, whatever that takes. You know, to. Uh, help just one person. A deficit could be transferred into a strength based on resiliency from my personal experience. I think those those who know me in in Las Cruces for a very long time know that uh, I dealt with suicide um, with respect to my husband who ended his life to suicide. That was a major blow in my life, and it sort of took, took, my, took my breath away, and I didn't understand how I was going to do to move on with life. But I realized that I had a lot of friends. Uh, I had a lot of people who actually were interested in me being healthy and um, happy again. And I also wanted to do that for myself. A deficit like uh, experience such as what I dealt with really helped me to understand that I have resiliency. And I started to work with families in the community who have lost loved ones to suicide. And I work with a lot of young people and students who are dealing with suicides in their own personal life. Those who attend our support groups gradually become resilient. And they are ready to say, you know, I, people were good to me, 
it is time for me to kind of pass on that resiliency to others. So I think it's, it's very contagious in a positive way. And that's what I see the power of resiliency. My name is Glennis Carr. I came here 26 years ago. I'm originally from Wales. Um, the name of my organization is comminghomeconnection.org. When the children come out of the hospital in Albuquerque, they don't have any programs, or very few, from the border of Colorado all the way down to the border of New Mexico. So I'm training people and nursing students how to be in the home with a sick child and also nurture the, the brothers and sisters. I think I learned a lot of resilience from my grandmother. I was placed with her because during the war the women had to go make uh, parachutes or work in a bomb factory. Um, being wrapped in a blanket and ran down to the shelter every night and seeing how strong my grandmother had to be. So I think that was the beginning of me not being afraid to try and do something rather than nothing. And that's why I decided I would apply for a job in America because I needed to feed my children. I needed to put a roof over their head and uh, this country has been very good to me. I'm Zane Stevens. I'm the co-director at the Transgender Resource Center of New Mexico. Resiliency means a lot of different things to me, actually, but when people say that word, because of the work that I do, it always brings up images of people, people that I see every single day that have every single thing that could possibly be stacked against them, stacked against them. The barriers that trans people face, when we talk about that, we have to talk about the barriers that trans women of color face. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about trans people that look like me most of the time. I'm not saying that violence doesn't happen to everybody but it doesn't happen in the same numbers as it does to trans women of color. And so there are barriers on every front. We all have overlapping identities and communities and things about us. We're super complicated as humans, but you know, trans people of color have to fight every single day of their lives just to exist. To me, they are the definition of resiliency. They, they are that. My name is uh, Atilano Bernardo David. I'm 96 years old. I'm originally from uh, a city in the shadow of Clark Air Force Base in, in Luzon. I would like to focus on the resilience of the 200 uh, coast artillery in the Philippines. I, I, I grew up in the shadow of uh, Clark Air Force Base were uh, New Mexicans who came from all over New Mexico, 19 years old. 
uh, how they assimilated with the Philippine uh, uh, customs and traditions right away. I can relate the experiences we had in, in, in Badaan. We were too weak to fight, but we were fighting. That's, that's, that's resilience. We were too sick to fight, but we, we ignored our sickness. I had uh, PTSD after the war for three years. And if I was not resilient, I, would, I wouldn't be here. I, I fought resiliency for three years. I made my family suffer for three years. You, you, you gotta make up your mind. You, you gotta make sure that uh, the day, you, you don't waste a day doing the best you can. You just heard from Abe Gordon, Dr. Satya Rao, Glennis Carl, Zane Stevens, and Atilano Bernardo David. As someone who's from Espanola, has seen drug addiction and suicidality firsthand, it's so inspiring to see individuals coming together and supporting each other through such trying times. Thank you all for the vital and amazing work you're doing. As we let the words of our guests make their impressions on our thoughts, we'll hear a song called Statues by Eden featuring Lee Kelly. the silence and watch it fall to pieces the aftermath of passive violence he said that she said she did and oh I got a feeling I think you should know Welcome back to Generation Justice This evening, we're sharing the many definitions and stories of resilience in New Mexico. These stories are drawn from our campaign, The State of Resilience, where people from all over the state have shared their traditions of resilience. Each of the people we interviewed for this project have shared their own messages to policymakers about what our state, our children, and our families need to build resiliency and improve our lives. To share some of these messages, here are Ron Martinez of Enlace of New Mexico, Northeastern Region, Dr. Glenaba Martinez, Associate Professor in UNM's Department of Language, Literacy, and Sociocultural Studies, Warren Montoya, owner of Resonate Art, and Alexandria Contreras of Olay, New Mexico. One of the messages that I'd like to be able to say that we impart with our political uh, leaders and our decision makers is where our students and our, our communities are being challenged, meet those challenges with young, fresh minds and support that to where we can actually uh, get answers from the people that are being impacted the most, honoring that and taking it forward. Specifically, I would like to see the CYFD department become a little bit more actively engaged in listening to the support staff who work with the children, the youth who are incarcerated on a daily basis, or the case managers. Um, I've talked to people and sometimes they feel that they're on the ground, they're working with the families, they're working at 
YDDC or Foothill, wherever they're at, I notice that they feel that their voices are not heard because they work with the kids on a daily basis. Even the security guards who are in the classroom, they work with those kids. And I would like to see CYFD the secretary for her to really listen to those who are on, people who are on the ground working. I would like to see the public education department be more humane in the way they treat teachers. It's a very detached way of working with teachers with the New Mexico Teach. Uh, they're losing good teachers because teachers can't work in these situations. We're losing the ability to bring those gifts that we have as scholars into the classroom because we're constantly concerned about the end of course exams, the park, any kind of SBAs, um, standards-based assessments. I would like to see practitioners in those positions. We don't need secretaries who come from a different place. We need them to be people who have actually served as principals and teachers at one point. I think it's really important for politicians and representatives to be visible within the communities that they're saying they represent. Um, one, to get to know who's in the community and to um, be open to new ideas. I think a lot of times is just really being an advocate for the, the people. I think a lot of policymakers or a lot of politicians have certain privileges which they are just unable to either grasp or understand exactly what struggles, other struggles are people going through. And because they're looking at that from a certain lens, they are unable to see what we see. So my invitation to them would be, take a step in people's shoes and try to view the world from a different lens, from a different worldview point. And that might help them make the best decision for their constituents and for their people. You just heard from Ron Martinez, Dr. Glenaba Martinez, Warren Montoya, and Alexandria Contreras. Thank you, Ron Martinez, Dr. Martinez, Warren Montoya, and Alexandria Contreras for sharing your honesty and for speaking truth to power. Resilience and progress take people like yourselves who are working in community every day to uplift our people and break down barriers. Thank you for joining us in this project and for making your voices heard. Now, here's a song for the people by Chance the Rapper called We the People. We want some heroes in our story. We need highlights for a nightlight. We need glory for a while. We want results. We want results. Hit our families, hit our folks, bombs bursting in air. Oh, say, can you see America face? We share a pair of parents, took good care of the place. We... The State of Resilience is a six-week campaign that Generation Justice and the Kona Alma Health Foundation are proud to present with our partners, Strong Families New Mexico and Olay New Mexico. The messages this campaign carries are meant to highlight the many ways that New Mexicans have overcome our circumstances for centuries. Tonight we've shared only a few of the amazing stories that live in the state of resilience, and we encourage you all to visit the rest of these resilient voices in the following places. 
You can view and share the rest of our videos, which are published daily on our Facebook event page, The State of Resilience. They are also viewable and shareable on Twitter and Instagram. You can share your own stories of resilience by posting on our Facebook event page or retweeting us using the hashtag ResilientNM. A full list of collaborators in this exciting campaign is available at www.generationjustice.org resilient. Now, here is Female Energy by Willow Smith. to the end of another great program. We'd like to thank all of our State of Resilience guests, Kathy McGill, Abbas Akil, Dolores Royball, Kenna Hinojos, Abe Gordon, Dr. Satya Rao, Glennis Carl, Zane Stevens, Atilano Bernardo David, Ron Martinez, Dr. Glenaba Martinez, Warren Montoya, and Alexandria Contreras. Production assistance came from Alden Bruce, Camaria Umi, Moises Villanueva, and Roberta Rael. And thank you to all of our youth producers. We could not do what we do without you. Generation Justice would also like to thank KUNM for helping to bring you, KUNM listeners, the voices of young people in New Mexico. Stay connected with us. Check out our website, generationjustice.org, where you can listen to all of our past radio programs, see music playlists, read our blogs, watch videos, and so much more. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, so be sure to subscribe and rate us. We're also active on social media, so make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, with additional funding from the McCune Foundation, Con Alma Health Foundation, the Albuquerque Community Foundation, and of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking donate. I'm Jonathan Alonso. And I'm Kateri Zuni. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word, so stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. Good night, and we'll see you next week. Don't you know, talking about a revolution sounds Don't you know, Talking about a revolution it sounds like a whisper While they're standing in the welfare lines Just not Walk alone ahead Though I walk through
the darkest valley, I will fear no love. Oh, my smile, my mind reassure me I don't need no one. Woke up this morning with my mind set on loving me. With my Indigenous women of the world. 